Welcome back to Talk Tech, everyone. Uh, glad to see you here. Uh, we are now uh, looking at technologies uh, a little differently this week. You know, we talk a lot about autonomy and we talk a lot about electrification. We don't get into every technology that uh, is is part of the trucking industry, but one that's been around for a few years uh, recently went through a, a pretty big change, perhaps its biggest change uh, since it was developed, and that was the uh, truck wings, which is an aerodynamic way to close off the gap between a cab and trailer. Um, it was recently acquired by Conmet out of uh, Vancouver, Washington. And the we're fortunate today that we've got um, both Mike Hurley and um, uh, Daniel Burroughs, who is the founder of Truck Wings. Mike is the, uh, is the vice president at Conmet. Uh, and we have both gentlemen with us to talk about this acquisition and uh, and just get caught up a little bit on how this is how this is playing out. So, guys, welcome to the show. Great to be here with you. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I I've known Daniel for a few years now, and we've talked. I think probably the last time I saw you, maybe the only time I ever saw you was at was at the Act Expo. Uh, Dan, uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago, but we've written about truck wings over time. And I think honestly, been kind of fa- fascinated by it because it's one of those things. It's like, Hey, that's pretty cool technology, not just effective technology. So maybe uh, Dan, you could take us through just sort of where it came from, how you developed it and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, of course. It's great to be with you um, again and, and, and see you. Um, well, it comes from the fact that I remember this old stat that like two thirds of your fuel as a as a truck driver comes goes to overcoming aerodynamic drag, and when you look at a truck, you're like, how can I how can I help that? Especially with fuel being the number one or number two cost in a fleet, how how can I make it better? And one thing that I really noticed from my background in physics is, you know, that tractor trailer gap causes extra turbulence, extra drag that you don't need. Now you need it to turn. So what we what we thought from the beginning was: is there a way to have a product that closes out the tractor trailer gap when you go at highway speeds when you need that aero help, but when you slow down, it folds away and allows you all the maneuverability that you're used to. And that's something that um, that's how it, it started in 2015, and um, and that's been true today. It's gotten a lot better under the hood. It's gotten more efficient, it tracks itself, it tracks the carbon, it tracks the opening, closing, and everything else like that. But the basic physics hasn't changed since the beginning, which is let's make our truck look as much like a bullet train as possible to save the most fuel and put put that money back into the driver's pocket. And of all the names you never used was Shinkansen, I guess, because it was taken, right? (laughs) When you talk about bullet train. Um, right. Mike, before I get to you, Dan, one other question. You know, Mike Roth, who you know pretty well at the uh, North American Council for Freight Efficiency, uh, told me more, on more than one occasion that he's talked with you and that early on he said, you're taking on something that's really never been done and, you know, good luck, but not really sure you're going to be able to do it. But now when I talked to him, he said, hey, he got it done. He made it happen. Why would a guy like that who has that Navistar background and, you know, has obviously been around trucks for a long time, knows a lot about low-hanging fruit in in freight efficiency, um, why would he say something like that? What what was How did you sort of beat him at, at his prediction? Well, Mike's been a great friend and a huge supporter over the years, and I've learned a lot from him. If we've been successful, it's partly because Mike's helped us see around some corners otherwise we would have run into. So a uh, huge thanks to him, first of all, for helping us 
uh, along the way. Um, it's not a new problem in trucking. It's actually, and we're not the first pe- person to try and solve this. I mean, people have always known that this is a, a, a big aero problem. And when you look at it aerodynamically, you can see the tractor trailer gap should cause a lot of issues and shouldn't be there. I think the solution looks simple, but there's a lot underneath. There's moving actuators, there's sensors for safety. There's a telematics platform that tells the, the fleet, um, you know, when is it open? When is it closed? It tells of any maintenance issues. All these things are more complicated than perhaps they look at. And then you're looking at a product that you want to last for the length of the life of the truck. So, you know, we, we test our stuff to 1.3 million miles. And that is, um, I think it's just a high bar to reach. And so we've spent tens of millions of dollars in R&D building a better and better product and took seven years to get to this stage. So it's, it's not a, um, sometimes you have to go through a complicated phase to get to a simpler product at the other end. And I feel like that's, that's where we are now. And I'm very proud of the product, but it's certainly been a, it's been a journey to get here. And Mike, Mike has seen a lot of people come and go and not had the staying power to work through those issues, listen to the customers, solve their issues and make sure you're delivering a product that works for them. Yeah. Mike, let me ask you, um, you know, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, ConMed, I need to, I need to have you kind of tell our audience a little bit about your, your business, but, but you said that most of your growth over the years has been organic and the idea of an acquisition like this, which was announced, I don't know, a month ago or thereabouts, um, is, is pretty unusual. So maybe you could take us a little bit through ConMed, what you focus on and then kind of what the appeal of truck wings was. Sure. Well, we have uh, we have a laser focus on the commercial vehicle market first and foremost. So uh, we're a private company. We're an ESOP, so we're 100% employee owned, and so we really focus on adding value for our customers. And historically, we've been really focused on the OEM side of the business. We really push a lot of OEM product. We have three product groups. We have wheel ends, which are proprietary combat products. We have uh, castings, which are proprietary to the customer, and then plastics that are proprietary to the customer. So. We own our problems. We own the problems of our customers. We're a turnkey solutions provider. We do everything from design to testing, engineering, manufacturing. We do it all. Um, and, and so when when I first met Dan, it's been less than a year ago. I know Dan had been in discussion with other people within ConMet. Uh, the timing just seemed perfect because Dan and his team had really worked the problem, solved the problem. Uh, they've done a great job with the customers that they have on board with putting product out there, getting real life testing, getting real data. When you look at all the all the data that they've gathered, it's data that's been gathered through the customers. It's the best independent testing you could possibly have. And so when you, when you see the amount of savings, um, you know, that are passed on just in fuel savings for the customers, uh, the fleets, when you combine that with the opportunity for the OEMs to get greenhouse gas credits and the new emissions requirements that are out there, um, the environment is a winner here. You know, every truck wing set that's on the road is the equivalent of the carbon reduction of two passenger cars per year. So it just seemed like a win-win-win for everybody involved. Um, you know, we have the the reach with our with our customer base that we can take this to the OEMs and to the fleets. Uh, combine our sales force with with Dan's sales force. It just seemed like really good timing and something that that we needed to make happen. And so we were able to do so. We're super happy to have them on board. 
Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, you know, one, one of the questions, kind of the first question that came to mind for me uh, was, you know, Dan, having a ConMet and, as you mentioned, Mike, the sales team that you have, uh, sort of the uh, full sm- force multiplier, if you will, of being able to get this out to people. Um, Dan, you probably could have done that over the years, but it was going to take you a lot longer. We, When I've talked to you in the past, I said, well, are you going to go public? Are you going to sell? What are you going to do? And I, you always sort of demurred on that. But clearly, you know, you came up with a partner you felt comfortable with. Did you talk to others, Dan, before you, uh, I mean, were you in discussions with other companies too? Yeah, we, we, we talked with a few, but but honestly, um, from the beginning, ConMet uh, has such a great, deep, trusted focus in the commercial vehicle market that when you're building a new, when you're bringing a new product to market like this, or, yeah, but we're not that new, but we're, we're trying to go up the stream to first fit into OEMs over time. You want to find a partner that that the industry knows and trusts and work with. And this is really a, a hands meet glove type uh, um, uh, you know partnership here, where we've got a great product. We're working in the after you know the aftermarket, but um, we want to go ten times faster. And it's hard to see how to do that um, from. Uh, from from a standing start without a partner with Comet who has all those capabilities, has that trust, has those relationships with the fleets. And so I think our product, um, you know, folding nicely into Comet's portfolio is just a great, a great win for both of us. And I'm I'm super excited. I'm wearing my new Comet outfit and I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. I, I see the half sip. Uh, both of you have a little different one on. I'm impressed. I mean, I've got the Freightway one on here, as you could tell. So we're all logoed properly today. Um, oh. Mike, let me ask you, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, your influence or your uh, relationships that you have in the OEM community, do you see this as something, and I know that, Dan, you were working with Volvo for a while, at least to maybe do some pre-wiring, if I'm not mistaken, I may have that wrong. But, uh, but, but Mike, what can you do to help this become kind of a factory installed activity, maybe instead of an aftermarket? Is that one of the things you hope to do? Sure, that, that's certainly the goal. I mean, that's something that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, the OEMs are all very aware of the product and they're aware of the acquisition. Um, you know, Dan and his team have done a great job of getting some some very large fleets that have been interested in the product and are, are now sampling the product and, and buying the product. And it's been done on a retrofit basis. And so, you know, obviously the goal will be to make it available to our OEM customers for installation at their facilities. Uh, there's some work that has to be done uh, to the cabin white, the body and white there at the OEMs before they can install them themselves. And so, you know, our, our uh, initial uh, goal is to continue to make this available um, you know, to the fleet customers the most efficient way we can. So, you know, to date, Dan has been have been doing that, you know, using mod centers uh, and in some cases dealership locations and some fleets are installing them themselves. And so, you know, our goal on this is to make this as easy as possible for the end user to get the product. And so ultimately we, we do see a day where this is going to be available as a factory option. It'll just take some time to get there. And in the meantime, then, uh, what changes uh, in terms of, uh, you mentioned your sales team, of course, will have this in the portfolio of things that you can offer. Um, what, what changes? And, and Dan, you've already seen some pretty good growth the last couple of years, uh, you know, in, in terms of volume. Uh, what kind of volume, if you can get into that, Mike, are, do you think you see here? I mean, you know, just by the fact that it's part of your house now. 
Well, we don't have any uh, any public sales projections that I could share with you today. But uh, based on what Dan has been selling, you know, we would uh, we would see those numbers multiplying fairly rapidly over the next you know two to three years. We would say you know based on the numbers of of vehicles he has equipped currently, I would say we would see that you know go up by a factor of you know two to three uh, within the first couple of years, and then we'll just take off from there. So. Um, you know, ultimately, when you look at full aerodynamic packages at the truck OEMs, about 50% of the vehicles have a full aerodynamic package. So, you know, I'm not suggesting that 50% of the vehicles will be equipped with the truck wings product, but it's good to have goals. Well, we've certainly seen, and I mean, I can go all the way back to, you know, the the current, they, they called it the new Cascadia in 2020, but now it's the current Cascadia. Uh, you know, they did a lot with Aero and, and you know, added, uh, you know, 5%. I'm not sure if I can get that number right. It's been a while, but maybe 5% fuel efficiency or something like that, which was huge. I mean, that's just, that's yeah. a big number. I think- And Aero isn't going away. Uh, you know, you've got that? the diesel trucks today. Aero isn't going away. You know, you've got the diesel trucks today and you know, one of your guests last week, you know, Jim was talking about the challenges of going to electric and Aero is bigger as a challenge there. And so I think one of the things we say is let's let's help today and enable tomorrow in terms of whatever the future of, of fuel source is. That's the right one. Aero is agnostic. We we improve every, we improve today and improve tomorrow. And that that's at the heart of um, the how we think about the truck wings and going to market and trying to help customers with it with both their sustainability goals today, where our carbon tracker can tell them exactly how much carbon they've saved on each route, but also their their fuel costs today, but also position, position them to go to electric with greater range when, 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 when they're ready. And we are on several of the electronic, electric truck programs and helping them with range extension. What, um, I think it's 3% to 6%, isn't it, Dan, that, that you claim for fuel uh, improvement? Yes, and and so that's not because we don't know what it is. I mean, we we give a range because there's a range of trucks out there, right? So if you give us the, you know, I've got a a Freightliner day cab with my fifth wheel in this location, we'll tell you, you know, pretty exactly what you're going to get. We give a range because trucks have a range of different setups on the road. It's 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 as simple as a bigger gap is more savings. So actually, we have some fleets that are doing better than six percent in savings because of how they're how they're set up. But a typical operating you know, truck fleet will see something in that range. And if, if, if anybody's interested in it, reach out to us, let us know exactly what you're running, and we can give you a pretty good estimate of exactly what you'd save. Um, we will then also run a pilot where you can prove that on your trucks with your fuel data, right? So we, we want every fleet to be confident in what their, what their fuel savings they can achieve is, and seeing that on their trucks with their drivers, their routes, their loads. Um, because, you know, one of the things about trucking that makes it fun to work in is it's Everybody's a little bit different, right? And everybody's, you know, has different um, setups, and we want to make sure that our product is delivering the value that we we say. You uh, uh, were working on some other uh, technologies when you changed the name from Extreme to Truck Labs, and I guess it really was my Truck Labs that you that you purchased, right? I mean, you acquired the, the, that company. Um, what is the status of those things, and did they come over with Truck Wings, uh, Mike? Is that is that all, everything that Dan had came with, is that right? Yes, that's that's correct. The acquisition was indeed the truck uh, the truck labs company. So Dan and all of his employees are now part of Combat. So yes, that included everything. Yeah, Dan, what what all were you working on, and do you expect to continue to develop new product 
uh, as you know, I mean, you're a, are you a wholly owned subsidiary? How do you consider that at this point? I'm not sure who should answer that question. Yeah. So we, so they, 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 it was a, it was a stock, stock purchase. So they, the combat does own all the assets of, of truck labs. Um, we've got an exciting roadmap of innovation that we're working on. Um, we really, we've got a winner in truck labs in truck wings. First of all, that we want to make sure that we, uh, combine forces with ConMed and, and, you know, make sure that we build it as fast as possible for our customers and for the industry. But after that, uh, ConMed is a, is a company full of innovation. Um, you see that in their core product lines and they're excited to work with my team on you know, these other things as well. Um, I think it will lean into that data tracking platform that, that tracks your carbon. That's something our customers are asking us for. And there's, there's products that we're, we'd like to bring to market um, around that, but um, nothing, you know, nothing to announce today. And we're going to focus on truck wings, but it's definitely part of the whole story. And, um, and, and that's even exciting to me personally and my team. And um, we'd love to continue to, to innovate and help customers solve problems, which is what it's all about really. Sure. Mike, do you see anything that you're currently working on in the three divisions that you outlined that, that makes sense in terms of things that maybe Truck Labs is already kind of working on? Are there other good handshakes that, that work as, as part of this uh, besides Truck Wings? Or do you just see maybe looking down the road at what might work over time? I think our smart products, so we have a smart hub product where we are able to sensor our wheel in products to get uh, temperature and vibration measurements to do some uh, predictive maintenance things, et cetera, for the wheel in product. So that's a that's a neat segue in, just the, the data piece of it. Uh, in addition, one of our core products um, are aerodynamics with bumpers and fairings. And so we see some additional opportunities for aerodynamic gains in other areas of the uh, of the tractor trailer vehicle that we won't go into today, but but we see a lot of opportunities there. So it's it's not just the hardware side; it is also the data side of it, which was intriguing to us, which is the main reason we went after this this acquisition. Yeah, is the, and I guess I should know this, but I don't. Um, is this best uh, product at Truckwings best for a day cab or for a sleeper? I mean, day cabs have bigger gaps, obviously, and I have a question about something that, that we're seeing a little more of now in a moment. But uh, is this uh, ideal for a day cab or is it better for a kind of a sleeper, uh, on a, you know, high, highway truck? Well, you actually outlined it there. It's, it's, you save less on a sleeper, the gap is smaller, but you drive more miles. So this is where it really comes out to what are you doing with your trucks? How are you driving them? Are you sleep sitting your day cabs with big gaps? Are you you know, team driving uh, sleepers over long distances. Um, it, you know, one of the things that we do with every customer is very quickly run a, a sort of simulated exercise on if you did have truck wings, looking at your data from the past year, what would your savings be? And we've gotten so good at that over the last few years, we can give a very, an answer to that with a very high degree of confidence. And that's what we want to do. We want to give the decision maker at the fleet ability to put an ROI analysis together showing a, you know, typically an 18 month payback cycle, um, or, or less, uh, if you, if you're running high mileage for the truck wings. And so, um, yeah, per mile day caps save more, but sleepers run more miles. So obviously it just depends on that trade-off of how you, how, how it's going. 
Now, there's an opportunity that seems to be out there. We're starting to see a couple of, um, I, I think they really did start as straight trucks uh, coming from Europe. You've got the S-Way, which is the Nikola truck. You've got the the Hyundai uh, Exient uh, fuel cell truck now that's just starting uh, over here. Um, they have really big gaps. I mean, even bigger than sort of the, the day cab. If they, it, you know, if you attach trailer to them, you've got a much bigger gap than you even do with with a day cap. Is that a fertile ground to attack? Is that something you're already working on? I mean, it seems like truck- 100%. You, for you can imagine, I mean, you can imagine, I mean, I, I can't talk about individual customers, but where you can drive a truck, you know, between the tractor and trailer, the gap, you know, you're you're seeing, um, I mean, I, 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 at, at the extreme, it's two trucks driving down the freeway, right? I mean, if it, as, as it gets bigger and bigger, the savings get more and more. So yes, it's a big area. Um, range is certainly always a question for these for these uh, fleets uh, and uh, new OEMs, and and we are uh, we're talking with with people on it. Uh, it's it's um it's an exciting area. As I say, aerodynamics doesn't care what your powertrain is, whether it's you know renewable diesel to nat gas to electric. You know we're we're doing over five million miles. Uh, 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 a week right now on that gas trucks. I mean, that's a huge, a huge, um, uh, a huge amount of alternative fuels that we're running. You know, one of the things that uh, the other sort of low hanging fruit, I don't know if you consider what you're doing low hanging fruit or not, but one of the other ones that, that feels like it might be, and I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it, and that is the uh, mirror camera systems. Um, I don't think it's something that Comnet offers, but it is, it is the kind of thing that, that just smooths out the side of that truck you know, and takes care of the, uh, you know, anything along the side. You don't have the physical mirrors. It also is not a, uh, I, I think Daimler is pre-wiring for it right now, but it is not something that's available in the in the uh, uh, OE world uh, at this point. It's aftermarket. Uh, you know, are there other low-hanging fruit in the in the aero area that, that we're missing that we should be thinking about? Um, we see the super trucks, you know, and they obviously, you know, the noses are, are, you know, more, more pointed and that kind of thing to, you know, push that air around the truck. Um, what are we missing? What, what else should we be looking at? Well, I, I mean, I think there's lots of areas. Um, and if you look at a, um, and, and that's also, I would say also, if you look at a truck 10 years ago versus now, you can just see how much more aero it looks, right? There's a lot of science behind drag coefficients and sometimes you can't visually, you know, see the differences. Uh, but, um, but certainly, um, you know, what we think about is how do you make a truck look more like one of the super trucks or more like one of one of the bullet trains I said at the beginning of this, uh, of our call. And, and there's lots of areas there that you can do. Now, the, the question then is, okay, if you're a super truck, often they've been built so they don't have reduced turning circles. They have very low ground, ground clearance. They're hard to put into normal service, right? So then the challenge is, is how do you take that ideal shape and make it something that a driver can drive a million miles on without creating damage. Aero has traditionally had a challenging reputation of you know being the stuff that's closest to the curb or closest to the you know things that could damage it. So you want to build products that understand the where the trucks are in terms of operating and how they're how they're run. But there's a lot of low hanging fruit, and so we're absolutely looking at it. Sure. Mike, let me, let me wrap up with you. We've only got about a minute left here. Um, as you, as you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, inorganic purchase, something that, that is coming into the company. Now, what, what does this do overall for 
for Conmat, uh, you know, because it doesn't feel like this fits in any of the three areas you mentioned to me um, at the at the top of the show. Uh, what does this do? Is this become kind of a fourth division or a fourth unit? What 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 is this? No, we will we'll fold it in as a core product. We look at uh, we look at core products as anything that is a commercial vehicle, you know, product that goes with our customers. So so our when you look at our mission statement, it is to improve the lives of our employees and the success of our company or of our customers through innovative products. And this is an innovative product. So this doesn't, you know, feel like anything to us that it isn't a core for us. It, it's it's certainly, you know, unusual for us to make a purchase this way. Uh, to grow our company via an acquisition. Uh, you know, it's not the first, and I'm sure it will be the last, but it's certainly high profile right now. But no, we view this as something that fits right into our wheelhouse. It's something that uh, is focused for commercial vehicles, which is where we have always been and where we'll always be. So no, I don't I don't see anything other than rolling this into our, our primary core product, and we'll be selling it with the same people uh, with the addition of Dan's team. So no, nothing unusual for us. Yeah, very good, Daniel. I'm going to give uh, you the final word. You've, this was this started with you. Let's end with you. Yeah, I mean it. It, it personally, it's it's a continuation of a of a journey that's been you know started in 2015. I was a student at Stanford. I used my student loan to hire the first engineers. We were in this garage and we were you know putting stuff together. And then there was a very forward leading fleet out of Oklahoma that took our first products and gave us advice and you know it's a moment to reflect on how far we've come um and now you know now there's production facilities and big fleets and i see them out on the on the freeway all the time but i don't know sometimes all that all that's incremental you know it happened slowly over time and 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 i think a moment like this where we change ownership structures join conmat join a bigger organization with more resources yeah, i'm just i'm just really excited about the next phase of growth of, of the product and We've been very good at getting to zero to one, and I think Comet will help us get from one to hundreds of thousands and beyond. So I'm just super excited, and it, it's personally, it's I couldn't be more excited, and 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 by by joining the Comet team and and just going faster together. Well, I, I thank you both for being here. Thanks for being part of Truck Tech. Congratulations to both of you. I mean, Dan, it's a great move for you. Comet, it seems like a great move for you too. So thanks for being here, and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Again, one of the shows soon. All right. Well, folks, we'll be back with another show next week. Um, we hope that you will check out our newsletter on Friday. We'll be talking about electrolyzers, which has become a favorite subject that we return to from time to time. And, of course, you can catch this show as well as all the other episodes on the FreightWaves YouTube channel um, by going to shows and then truck tech, and then you'll get a full playlist. So we hope you'll take advantage of that. Thanks for being here. Have a great week.